It's the e-commerce master plan podcast here to help you grow your e-commerce business faster and more efficiently by cutting through the hype to bring you inspiration and guidance from the e-commerce sector and beyond. Here's your host, Chloe Thomas. Hello, Master Plan World. Welcome to our latest podcast. It's a pleasure to have you all out there listening. I'm Chloe Thomas. I'm the creator of the e-commerce Master Plan. I'm an author, speaker and advisor, and I focus on solving your e-commerce marketing problems. If you have an e-commerce problem you would like my help solving, then head over to ecommercemasterplan.com and click on Work with Chloe. There you'll find a link to a form to fill in, and I aim to get back to you within one working day. Now, We've got a great special guest today. We have Liam Jennings from Regal Gentleman, who's back on the show. Liam was last here over two years ago. I can't believe that time really does fly. It's episode 56, if you want to listen to the before, uh, which was a very different interview from what today's interview is going to be like. Um, Liam is a co-founder of Regal Gentleman, which is an online-only retailer who sell male grooming products. They launched in late 2014, and last time we chatted, they were enjoying 150% year-on-year growth. At the start of 2018, they stopped selling, sold off all their stock, because they knew the business had to go in a different direction. At that point, they had over 2,000 customers and still have over 200,000 site visits per month. Are you intrigued? Well, I certainly am. Um, Hello, Liam. Hi, Chloe. Hi, listeners. How's it going? It's going well. Uh, clear. I'm far more interested in how it's going with you, though, um, <laughs> as I hope everyone now is just really intrigued as to what on earth has been going on. Um, so I've given, given the listeners a really quick overview of recent history, but what's happened? Uh, yeah, so essentially, uh, we started in May 2014, selling other branded products. So we sold a small edit of products that we didn't know where we could get, uh, we'd, where we didn't know where we could get them from. So grooming mm-hmm. products. Um, and then essentially, in January, February last year, we decided that we were going to stop doing that completely. Uh, we were going to stop selling other branded products, and we were going to go it alone. And then it wasn't until the end of this year, obviously, when we started to get rid of our stock. But the reason we did it is because we wanted full control of our brand. Uh, there were things we couldn't do with other people's brands in terms of how we market it. Mm-hmm. And being being completely honest, we just felt we could do it better on our own. Um, so, you, so, so what we're talking, everyone listening, we're recording this in July. Yeah. So it was about, what, 15, 15 16 months ago, you yeah. worked out that we don't want to stock other people's products anymore. We're going to create our own. And exactly, then it was yeah. 10 months before you made the, the visual change, I suppose, which was when you went, right, we now need to just shift the stock. We've got past Christmas, shift the stock out so we can just purely focus on the next yeah. stage. Yeah, so there was kind of an in-between phase. So since mm-hmm. probably about March last year, we've actually been creating our product. Um, we oh, kind yeah. of didn't realise how long it takes to create a grooming product. <laughs> uh, as you never do with anything you start as a, as a business, you think it's going to be launched within a week. Yeah, always. Um, Uh, but yeah so we started the process last March and essentially there's two ways you can create a grooming product there's either white label or private label Mm -hmm. Uh, white label is a product that the manufacturer owns so they own the formula completely and you put your brand on it so there's no change to the product really you might change a little thing like a smell or a little touch point within it but essentially Mm -hmm. it's the same product as what's out there and then there's private label which is creating the product from scratch I'm guessing you went for the latter, didn't you? 
at first we thought we'll give this white label we'll give this white label a go oh, but okay. it just wasn't it just wasn't for us um we we wanted to create our own thing as obvious as as is obvious by the fact that we decided to stop being a retailer so obviously white label wasn't for us we wanted to create something from scratch um it's hard work <laughs> it's much harder obviously than creating a private label uh, much harder than creating a white label product sorry mm-hmm. um but yeah that's what we wanted to do and being a retailer as well obviously i mean now the margins are much better for us um now you're both manufacturer invest. and retailer and exactly. brand owner you have all the, the mar- control and all the margin so it's much better for us so we can do a lot more of our brand um a prime example is some of the products we were selling before we were buying for about eight or nine pound wholesale and Amazon were selling them for 10 pound with free delivery. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's almost impossible for us to compete in that basis. Um, but at Regal Gentlemen is so important for us that we control everything that we do. We want to control the marketing. We want to control every touch point with our brand to give our customers the best experience possible. And we were going to brands and I mean, complete, like it's up to them. It's their, it's their brand. Like I would never have a bad word to say about the brands. Um, but obviously we wanted to do things that they potentially didn't want to do with their brand. So it gives us full control, complete control. We can do exactly what we want with Regal Gentlemen now. And I'm guessing, you know, because having, having looked back and reminded myself of our chat last time, one of the things which really rang through from that was how important the values and the mission and that yes. clarity in the business was. So kind of didn't occur to me at the time but kind of looking back now you've explained what you're up to it's like well that's kind of obvious actually yeah. that you would have to get down the creating your own products route and that they would have to be private label not just hello have you got some hair gel can we stick a label on it um, yeah 100% so it, it kind of is it's one of those things which you know you quite often you you experience life forwards and you learn it when you look backwards and it's like oh yeah. that was kind of an obvious thing oops yeah <laughs> And I mean, it was an amazing, it was an amazing learning curve for us being a retailer. Obviously, it was lower, it was lower risk than creating our own products, less cost needed up front. Uh, so it was an amazing um, learning curve for us. And we got to build our community, we got to build our brand. But just long term, it's not scalable or even what we wanted to do with our brand. And so you've you spent the majority of 2017 working on the product. At what time? At what point did you decide? we can't both work on the new vision and maintain the existing store. We need to get rid of all our stock and just really focus on this. Because as, we, as we're talking now, you've had no stock and I'm yeah. guessing therefore pretty much no income for the last six months. Yeah. And you're still a couple of months away from the new product going live. That's that's yeah. a big ballsy move. I don't think there's many people <laughs> listening who would go, yeah, I'm just going to kill off my income stream so as I can focus on in on this because I believe this is going to be a great future for us. Yeah, sounds like a great idea, don't it? Um, <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure you're about to give me a really good rationale. No, so we decided. Um, so the plan was that we were. So when we originally came up with the plan, we were going to continue to sell the idea of products and then launch our product into it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just kind of got to after Christmas, obviously. Um, and we got to Christmas and it kind of got to a point of do we restock these products or do we put all that money that we're getting that we've got lying around from selling these products into our new brand? And it was a pretty easy decision, really. Uh, it was either invest in, invest in our new products or go and reinvest in buying stock for our website. Um, so that was that was essentially where the decision was made. 
and also on time, obviously. I mean, running, it was essentially running two businesses. We were running the retail, the uh, edit, selling other branded products mm-hmm. and running our product business. Which are two massively different skill set. The front end, getting the actual orders in, pretty similar. Yeah. But everything that happens behind the scenes is pretty much completely different, isn't it? And it's like, yeah, exactly. I, I can imagine, you know, as someone who's who's run literally two different businesses at the same time, a marketing agency and e-commerce master plan, you kind of reach the point where you're like, I don't want to do anything in the other one anymore. And you start getting exactly. quite, quite frustrated, you know, sitting there going, right, what am I going to buy? Let's work out what my product quantities need to be and all the rest of it. I don't want to be doing yeah. this. I want to be <laughs> over there testing new product and working it yeah. out. So I, exactly. yeah, I, I get it from many, many angles. I guess the the other angle which we should really explore is a website is a living, breathing thing, right? Yep. And a brand is a living, breathing thing. And your new product yep. is called Regal Gentleman. So the brand is still there. You've yep. left some website live, as in not yep. a whole website, but some website live. I think a lot of people will be quite nervous about kind of going quiet for a six, yep. nine month period. Was that a concern for you? Is that something you've worked hard to deal with over the last few months? Yeah, not really. Essentially, essentially, we have a great relationship with our community. That's one of the biggest things that we've been proud of since we've started the business. And we just reached out to reached out to all of our customers. We sent them emails. We had phone calls with some of them. And we just said, look, this is what we're doing. This is what's going on. We also created a Facebook group with all of our best customers in there. So we've been updating them on the process. Uh, we also created a vlog where we were detailing uh, from the start to finish of us creating our products. So we've kind of, although we've stepped away, we've kind of actually made the relationship even stronger around our products because uh, we've built on it more. And we've obviously brought that Facebook group in, brought the vlog in. Um, content and and branding has always been a big part of Regal Gentlemen. Mm-hmm. So we've still had our blog. We've still had our YouTube channel. We've still had our social media channels. And I think that in 2018, obviously, you've got all these opportunities where you can still connect with your customer. Um, So although you haven't got a website, although you're not physically selling products, you can still keep in contact with your community and your customer. So I guess that, you know, the the technical marketing stuff behind that is that over the last, uh, you know, six months or so you've improved your seo you've upped your content quality of the website you've started building and filtering building a stronger relationship with the customers who want your product and are ready and excited for that product and they've got the anticipation and they're massively feeling connected to your brand because the story's been shared and you've kind of made it really clear to those who still want some of the brands used to stock that it's time to go elsewhere which should yeah, exactly. mean when it comes to launch you're set up really really strongly yeah you i mean look, we, look we will lose customers of course we will because people want products that we don't have um for example our first product is a is a men's hairstyling clay there were people who were buying from us who were buying beard products we we no longer sell that so there will be people who don't come back and hopefully they will stay in our community. Hopefully they'll engage with our content and hopefully one day we will be able to bring them a product that they will want to buy. But if not, then that's just something that unfortunately we have to deal with um, at this stage. And the you said there you're, you're bringing out one product when you come back in September. Has it yep. all, was that like from day one, it's like we're going to get one right and then we'll expand or is that has that changed over the last year? So we were originally launching two products, um, but yeah, that, 
the theory that you said is essentially what we were what we were going with. We want to get one or two products completely right. Let's get let's make them the core focus of what we're going to bring out at first, and then try and build a range from there. But the other product that we were creating, we started at exactly the same time as the product we're launching, and we're still nowhere near on it. We're still nowhere near getting it made. We've actually switched manufacturers on it as well. So that kind of, I think that kind of shows you the journey of actually creating your own products. I mean, we started the one that we're launching in in a month, 15, 16 months ago. And at the, and at the same time, we started this other product, and we're still nowhere near with that one. Yeah, so it's 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 good that you started off with two, <laughs> otherwise, because yeah. if you if exactly. you just started off with the other one, one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, it wouldn't be quite so rosy right now. Um, okay, do you have any any tips, I guess, for anyone out there? Because I, I think the journey you've been on, you know, yeah. starting off with a a vision of the problem you want to solve for people, finding other people who make the product, putting it, yeah. the edit together on your website, selling that, and then deciding to do some version of your own products. Most people don't do it quite the drastic steps that you've taken. Yeah. Um, have you got any tips for anyone who's in the situation you were in two years ago, where they've got a successful business in a product niche, which is is going great guns, but where they have that desire to create their own? Yeah. Yeah, I think you've just got to decide what's right for you. I think if if the retail business if the selling other branded products or whatever it is that you do is right for you, then then continue it. But if you do have that desire and you do truly have that desire to to create your own products, then you've just got to go for it. And there's nothing wrong in in doing what we were doing for the first six months, seven months and continuing both of them at the same time. Obviously just just be aware that you probably won't get the results that you want because you're obviously spreading yourself too thin um but there's no there's no harm in just giving them both a try at the same time and maybe you decide that product creating your own products isn't for you and you want to continue with the other side or maybe you decide that you love it and you want to go for that so i would say just try them both at the same time um if you can and just give it a go great advice there i like it and and i like that i like that throughout you've taken the approach of we'll try it the easy way and if well, yeah. the supposedly easy way, and if we're not getting the results, we'll we'll switch up to the more difficult way. You know, starting off with white labeling, going actually this this is not worth it. Yeah, we'll, we'll go go onwards. Um, so thank you for those those tips and those advice. One other thing you've mentioned, which um, I continue to be somewhere between despair and incredulous about the fact that more e-commerce businesses aren't doing this, more retailers aren't doing this, more brands aren't doing this, is the customer Facebook group. Um, yeah. I find, you know, it's it, you, on the organic reach, it's brilliant because you actually get seen. People have yeah. conversations. They feel part of something. So they're more involved than they are with your page. You can get amazing feedback from them. You can build that close relationship, which keeps them buying from you and not someone else. To me, it seems like a no-brainer, but I find a yeah. lot of businesses are scared of the idea. So have you what, – what ways do you go – no, let's actually, let's start from the beginning. How did you decide who you were going to let in? Um, so we actually have questions. So when people apply for it, they actually have two or three questions. Um, if they don't answer the questions, then we don't let them in. They're just they're simple questions like what does being regal general mean to you? Little things like this. So that's kind of our application process. If they don't answer them, then they don't get in. 
Uh, if they do answer them, then we kind of vet them and decide who goes in. But and, essentially, it was the, all of that sorry, best Liv, Very quickly, the step right before that, um, yeah. who do you give the link to? Yeah, essentially, up to now, it's been all of our best customers. It's been the guys who've kind of, whether it's the people who have bought three, four, five, six times from us, the people who may be engaged with us on social media the most, um, all these guys who have really been a part of Regal Gentlemen since the start were the guys we wanted in the Facebook group originally just to nice. just to make sure that we get that strong community before um I think now we'll probably as we as we go we'll kind of decide will we just leave it at those guys um or will we continue to add people as we go um I think that'll be a question in a month or two's time but we would like to add guys because I think it keeps it fresh I think if you just get the same people in there the whole time then it can kind of get yeah. boring for the guys in it so I think it would be nice to keep it fresh um, but I think it's important at first to really get that close knit community in there at first. So they kind of build the group. Mm-hmm. Oh, so true. And I, I completely agree with the Facebook, you know, the questions on, on applying. I do exactly the same with the e-commerce master plan world Facebook yeah. group, because it was just like, I was getting all these spammers in. And when the second Facebook yeah. added that, which was only about six, six months ago, something like that, I was like, yeah. awesome. We're using this. <laughs> so you, I interrupted you because you're about to tell us what happens after you've allowed them in after they've answered the questions yeah and then and then it's really i mean we've used it for the last um year really just getting feedback on little touch points so we we went for a small rebrand with regal gentlemen so we got people's immediate immediate thoughts on our branding what do they like better um our product packaging designing which packaging do they connect with most the name of the products little things like this we just continue to use it for this and then obviously Every now and again, we we do a video for the group, just updating them on what's going on with the product. Um, and then we find that a lot of guys actually po- they'll post pictures of their haircuts or their beard trims and say, "What does everyone think?" Um, it's a it's a really nice engaged community of guys just sharing kind of grooming advice and grooming tips and and lifestyle advice as well. Nice. And do you find you have to do a lot to encourage discussion, or because you've chosen the right people? It just kind of happens naturally. Um, I think we're men, aren't we? So we don't we don't just naturally just talk to other men, do we? <laughs> we kind of need a little bit of encouragement at times. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I find that quite a lot of it flows. We're surprised by people sharing their haircuts and things like this. I mean, that's amazing. I mean, guys mm. are guys are open to do, doing that. But in terms of the general conversations, we'll start a lot of them especially around our products, but it's an amazing place to get feedback and community responses immediately. I mean, you can literally have a, let's just say you had four designs of, of your packaging. You can put it in the Facebook group and you have feedback within an hour. I mean, it's absolutely amazing for that. And is there, let's just, let's address the main reason why I think retailers aren't getting around to doing this. Has there been anyone in there who has created a little group of people who just slag you off? No, not at all in our group so far. So that's, I think that's the positive that we've kept it quite small at this stage. Um, obviously, we will probably get that just like we do on our YouTube comments, our Facebook comments of our videos. Um, there will there will always be people slagging you off, of course. Um, but as long as you as long as you keep it good hearted and and try to do your best with it. I mean, that's all you can do really, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. And, you know, the, so long as the positives far outweigh the negatives, then 
Yeah. Excellent. And if the negatives are far outweighing the positives, then you've got bigger problems than what people are saying on Facebook. Yeah, exactly. And then you've probably got to look at why why those people are in the group. Like, who are you actually inviting into the group that that they are being so negative? Yeah. Or, or do you need to go and sort your own business out? Because yeah, because yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, they're right. 100%. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. Okay. Cool. Um, Liam, that's been absolutely brilliant. Thank you very much. Um, just so people know, by the time this podcast goes out, the new product should be live, shouldn't it? So um, yes. so they can go and check that out. And we'll give you all the links to that later. Um, for now, though, I think we should move into the top tips round. And I love this section because of me, it, gives, it gives me even and our listeners some really quick ideas for taking our businesses to the next level. So first up is the book top tip. If everyone listening to this podcast agreed to take Friday off and read a book to make their business better... Which book would you recommend? And uh, so I, I think I said this last time, and still for me, Gary Vaynerchuk, Jab Jab Jab, Right Hook. Um, it's a it's a book that personally changed my way of thinking. Uh, it's kind of it's kind of what has laid into Regal Gentleman's values, our mission, everything, every part of it, creating content, uh, caring about your community. I think anything anything with Gary Vaynerchuk involved. Uh, probably a lot of guys, a lot more guys probably know him now than they probably did two years ago. Yeah. Um, and if you don't read, then have a binge of his videos or podcasts when you're on your way to work. I would definitely recommend that. Excellent advice. Okay, the traffic top tip. Which marketing method do you either prize above all others or think doesn't get the press it deserves? So I'm going to be vague, but content. And, and I'll explain it. Um, I think we have such an opportunity in 2018 to reach our target audience in probably ways that we that no one ever has been able to before, uh, whether that's a blog, a video series, a podcast, images on Instagram, Facebook ads, Pinterest, uh, even LinkedIn and Twitter have had huge resurgences recently. Uh, but there's so many opportunities to create original content everywhere around your brand. So find where your audience is, what they're searching for or what they're doing with their time on their phones, especially, and then try to create something that fits seamlessly into that. Uh, I think we all know we're being sold to. Uh, when we're being sold to. So unless you have the most unique product in the world, uh, which obviously we especially don't have being a, a men's hairstyling product, then you need to stop selling and try to produce engaging content in whatever way works best for you and your audience. Brilliant advice. Uh, the tool top tip, maybe a collaboration tool, a social media plug in a phone app, or just a way of working. Is there a cool little tool you use that makes you and your team more efficient from day to day? So again, I think I said this before, I, um, I try to do anything I can not to be organised. Um, I hate it. <laughs> I'm the person who needs a PA, 100%. Um, even just putting things into a calendar is a bit too much for me. Uh, my business partner, Josh, would probably have an hour conversation with you on on organisation. Uh, I know he uses Trello and he loves it for organising tests. Um, he, used it for organising his week and I have used Trello before. Personally, it doesn't work for me, but is, he absolutely loves it and uses it every day. Okay, so we're going with Trello as the, as the tip there. We're gonna... Yeah, let's go with Trello. I'm not the best person to answer that, <laughs> so we'll, go with, we'll, we'll get into the mould of Josh. Okay, cool. Uh, the growth <laughs> top tip then. If you met someone today who's focused on growing their e-commerce business from 100 orders per month to 1,000, what would be your number one tip for them? So I would say before focusing on growing from 100 to 1,000, I'd focus on the 100 you have currently. Um, 
I'd speak to every single one of those hundred people if you can. I'd book in calls, meet up for coffee, chat over social media. Like we've said, create a Facebook group. And you'll be surprised what people will actually say to you if you just ask. Uh, people generally aren't just used to a brand caring about you, um, caring about them, sorry. Uh, we've spoken to most of our customers on the phone. We've met with the guys who are in London. So make sure to just get them to be brutally honest as well when you do and continue to ask why to their answers until you dig really deep into it. Oh, more brilliant advice. Okay, Master Plan World, you can find those top tips and links to everything else we've been chatting about in today's episode by heading over to ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash podcast, where you will see a link to this show. Liam, before we say goodbye, can you let the listeners know where they can find you and those brand new Regal Gentleman products on the web and social media, please? Yeah, so you can find us on our website, regalgentleman.com. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, at Regal Gentleman. Find us on YouTube, just search Regal Gentleman. And you can find me on LinkedIn, Liam Jennings. More than happy to answer any questions that you might have. Awesome. Thank you, Liam. I will add links to all of that and everything else we talked about in today's episode in the show notes uh, master plan world you can find those at ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash podcast or just go to the website click on the podcast tab or use the search box liam you've been an absolute star and i wish you all the best for the launch Thank you. um Perfect. it sounds very exciting and i can't wait to see what happens because from what i can see you are doing everything you should be to take the business to the next level so thank you for coming on and sharing it with us uh, you've been a star Thank you. Appreciate it. I'll see you again in two years. (laughs) It's a date. (laughs) What a fascinating journey um, Liam and his co-founder Josh are on at the moment. I cannot wait to see what happens when they launch, which, as we mentioned, will have happened by the time you are listening to this. So go and check out what's happening over at Regal Gentleman and see the clarity which they bring. Their About Us page is worth a read on its own. Okay, uh, the e-commerce master plan virtual summit 2018 is open for enrollment. This year, the focus is all on marketing and we've got sessions on Google AdWords, email, Facebook ads, influencer marketing and Facebook groups, just like I was discussing with Liam. You can find out all about it and everything else that's involved in it and get yourself signed up because it's free at ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash summit. Thanks very much for listening. Have a great week and keep optimizing. Thank you for listening to the e-commerce master plan podcast. Find out more at ecommercemasterplan.com.